It's historical. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 60, 60 of the Eavesdrop Podcast. I'm going to take this off because we only did it for for theatrics. It's for show. Uh, of the Eavesdrop Podcast, um, our, our special guest, the very fashion forward, Joey Pinocchio. Is that, or is it Pinocchio? No, you had it. Pinocchio? Yeah, hey, nailed it. Uh, also known as Joe Fries. Joe Fries, welcome to the show. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you so much for having me. Dream dude, come true, honestly. Dude, we've we've known each other for close to seven to eight years. You've been such a big part of... You, you've been a character in our storyline for a very long time because of your connection with Flamesword. Um, if you guys haven't seen Flamesword's look, they sort of did it... Totally swaggerjacked. Yeah. Totally swagger jacked, big time, uh, and you know it, it is what it is, right? Like uh, it's it's uh, who else is doing that right now? Uh, Braddon, Braddon's also going for the long hair. Stellar, look. yeah, Stellar, total, total swagger jack. Yeah. So all three of you used to hang out a lot back in uh, in in Illinois. So you guys have seen Joe in the in, in in my vlogs. You guys have seen him in in the background of all the content that we created because he's always there. He too was also <clears throat> in Illinois. That's Corona. It's not. Uh, he too was also in Illinois. He lived in Illinois all, your whole life. Uh, yeah, for the most part, I went to school in in California and then back and forth a little bit between Al- like California and, and Illinois. But yeah, most of it. In okay, cool. So. Um, I wanted I wanted to get you on because it, it was all it was almost serendipitous, and I'm gonna tell you why. Yesterday, Matt recorded me in today's vlog, as as people may have already watched, or yesterday's vlog, as you guys were watching. Um, some dude sent me the T squared bottle. No way. Yeah, it's right there, added to to my collection. I have the 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 Red Bull Flame Sword one, and then I have Ninja. Uh, Flamesword has an autograph that Ninja has an autograph that and T squared has an autograph that, um, but he also sent me the final boss that you see on that little corn thing. What do you call it? Candy corn. Oh yeah. yeah. The candy corn final boss. He sent you that? Some dude. Some oh, we s- made those. Those you, are who, ours. Who? Me, my family. So you're, you, that right there. That rubber band was made by us. Okay. So in the same day that I opened it up on video, I get these relics, right? Which are the land, and we'll talk about the land network and what it was, what it meant to to that, uh, to to the history of 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 esports as a whole. Um, but I wanted to uh, let's let's just start at the beginning, at the top of the list, man. Who are you today? Oh man, I know. Very- I should have prepared because I've seen you. I've watched the podcast and I've seen you ask this before, but. It's hard to say that the reason I ask it is because you 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 don't know who you are. You're like you're not the same person that you were yesterday. It's impossible to be that. You know what I mean? You're you're always changing. Some of the remembrance of what you were yesterday like make up what you are today, but at the end of the day you're not. Your thoughts from yesterday were yesterday's thoughts. Your thoughts from tomorrow are more advanced than today's because you've lived an extra day and you have more knowledge of such. So, very introspective question to ask. And I also asked, like, who were you then? And I will ask that. Like, who were you then when this was happening? But today, for today, for this podcast, today, March, May, 15th, 15th, who are you today? Uh, today, I I feel like I'm starting to get into, like, my, my hustle mode in my life. Okay. Like, I'm starting to really get, can I swear? 
Yeah, of course. Okay. I, I'm starting to really shed the bullshit kind of and, and focus down on like what makes me happy and what I really want to work on. Yeah. Um, some of that stuff is food related. Some of that stuff is esports related. Um, but yeah, I, I, I got a lot of things that I've been working on and I've been keeping myself busy. So I feel like, yeah, but that's uh, the, you, that's what you're doing. Who are you today though? Like what, what, who is Joe Fry's today? I mean, Joe Fry's itself. And I'll ask you like where the name came from, but who are you today? Like what, like me, I'm, I'm, I'm a father, I'm an artist. And then I happen to run uh, an esports team. And I don't even think running is the right way because I, I, it, I don't, what I do defines me, but not, but it's not my job that defines me. You know what I mean? Like this isn't work for me. This is a, a, a dream come true in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that's why I'm a father for like, who, who are you today? I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to dig uh, deep into this because I want right, to, I want to know what makes this look, this look, you painted some... nails, fancy ass rings. Uh, the crunchy for the for the long hair, you know what I mean. The swagger, like super. I mean, I don't know. All right, so you want you want some criteria? Okay. Well, I'm probably a, a professional vegan first. Okay. Uh, Self proclaimed, of course. There you go. Uh, fashion icon okay. in the esports space, at least. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just a, a creative, and and sometimes I run around with a camera. Okay. See that that now 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 we're getting into it. When you say professional vegan, what's the last like? Have you ever in your life eaten fish, meat, chicken? Yeah, uh, the last time was about like twelve or thirteen years ago. Okay, how old are you now? I'm thirty. Okay, so I, I made the switch when I was like eighteen or nineteen, before all of the fun food was available, mm -hmm. and you know it actually kind of helped because I I started cooking a lot for myself, so I I picked up on that craft, which is nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you eat? I, I, I've, man, I don't think I've ever met a vegan or are you vegan. Is it, is it, I, I've, I don't think I've ever met besides you. I don't think I've ever met one. Maybe I, maybe someone in high school was like a wait, vegan or vegetarian. What's the difference? Sorry. Uh, so vegan is no animal products at all. And if you want to get, more specific, it's more of a lifestyle. So I don't wear leather. I don't wear anything that has you don't drink out of plastic. I don't. Yeah, I, I try to. I try to be as environmentally positive as possible um, and eco friendly. I don't have any single use plastics or papers in my apartment. My toilet paper is bamboo. Mm -hmm. um, I have many leather bound books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean. It's uh, so you don't it's, use it's baby wipes. No, I do. I have to. Okay, Those the, that's like the only single use thing in my people that aren't on the baby. Tell them about the baby wipe. No, they know. I mean, it's, 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 yeah. a, it's a topic. The fact that dude wipes or uh, shower pill haven't sponsored me personally, it's beyond me. I, I, I invented it. I use baby wipes. So, with huggies, can I get some pampers? Just think about the creatures that are out there, just, just no. toilet paper men. the whole time. Just men, grown men with lots of hair. Oh. Boys are disgusting. You know what I mean? Anyway, so oh. so okay, so baby wipes is like the the, the only single use thing that you, you, you have. Yeah. Uh but days, have you ever tried that? Yeah. I haven't. My dad has the in our our house in Chicago, my parents' house, they have the I think they're the Kohler toilets, the ones that like yeah, yeah, sing yeah. to you and mm -hmm. open up when you walk by. And uh they have a bidet built in, they have a dryer. For it the, doesn't work that well, but yeah. like, yeah, it'll come out and dry your butt. Yeah. 
I, I have one. I never used it. Have never used it. Oh, I've been in nice. places uh, it's in, in hotel suites. I've been I've been in places where I've had the opportunity to just say, hey, I'm gonna give it a shot. But I just can't get behind it. I don't know what it is because I I've I've power I've power washed uh, fences. I've power washed <laughs> roads. I've power washed cars. I don't. I know. I know that it just doesn't. You know what I mean? It's not that same thing. So, for I, I imagine that thing just like going everywhere, right? Like whatever no, I had yesterday, just going everywhere. You know what I mean? I'd rather just bloop right into it, flush as you drop, and then go up on about your day. Well, you have to flush before you use the bidet. Okay. You can't just. I've never have used a fresh it. load in there, and I, I don't and turn I, the turn the washer on. A fresh load lasts maybe five seconds in my toilet. I waste I I, I waste water not I, I waste it as soon as something's on the way out flush yeah with you the, got elbow. the elbow <laughs> now the reason that you do the elbow and a lot of people don't know this the reason that you do the elbow is because the elbow is the only part of your body that you cannot lick I can lick my elbow no you cannot yes I promise okay, you I sh- can. show the show the people okay the, you you'll be like the first person <laughs> I always wondered when this would have to come up but you can't there's yeah, zero chance all right you want to bet. No, I don't want to bet, bet now. now. I've seen you in Vegas before. Yeah, what all right. You, you don't want to bet now. All I did was roll my shoulders back. Yeah, I can't do it. All right, you ready? Yeah. Let's see if I... I don't know if, if I... you still have Maybe it? I slept on my shoulder wrong or something. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what did it. Look, Matt's like, oh my God, he did it. Okay, thank you. Put it back in. Dude. Put it back in. Okay, so... <laughs> That's crazy. I've never, I've never said that. I mean, but then as I said it, as I said, you, the the elbow is the only part of your body that you can't. Like, that's not true. I can't lick the back of my neck. I can, <laughs> no, can you imagine. <laughs> it's like, oh. um, all right. So past all that, all right. So let, let's get back to to, the, to the lifestyle of of, of veganism. Um, it, I guess it has gotten fun in the last. I don't know, 10 years when everybody said, well, they're, they're, just because we're vegans doesn't mean that we have to forfeit all good flavors on, on earth. What What is the daily routine? You walked in with a jar, a mason jar full of chai? Yeah, I, I had a ch- had to brew a big chai this morning because I only got chai four hours of sleep. So Okay, why? I, I had to make sure I was perked up. I was working late night on some branding stuff for this company that I work on with my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was keeping me up late. My schedule's actually been trash lately, but I've been more productive than ever somehow now. I've like been busier than I've ever been in my life right now, which is kind of strange, I feel like. Why? Just because of the the, the time COVID? that we're yeah, in yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I guess. yeah, I guess that, that makes sense. Not a lot has changed for us. Like, like we, right. it, we made a commitment to each other from the very beginning that everybody was going to be safe and no one's going to get each other sick, right? And we said, look, if, if everybody follows the rules and everybody uh, stay, you know, uh, shelter shelters in place, and you guys don't go anywhere. We will be safe here in the in the hex quarters if we all get together and do that, right? If you're not actively going out and touching everything and shopping and going to whatever, like we'll be fine. So we made a commitment very the the entire team. We said, all right, this is what we're gonna do to make sure that work continues to get done. Um, unfortunately for us, like it came right as we were going to, and I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast. Um, unfortunately for us. They canceled or they, they did the shelter in place across the United States right as our homestand was going to happen. Ours too. Yeah. Right. Um, so ours too. He works at Empire. You haven't Dallas said Empire, that. Yeah. yeah. Dallas Empire. And you work as a producer, camera, yeah, editor. I'm, I'm the, the guy. Night. You're the guy. For the 
for you're, the video stuff. Yeah. You're you're my Maddie. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that 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 sucked for us because we were was yours before a week before the, the, yeah a week exactly before us we were was back yours. to back yeah. Man, I I, I got to tell you, like I, I don't think I've in the podcast I've ever expressed expressed like the the sadness that 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 I had, and I and, and I talked to 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 uh to Andy for a long time about it, and whether or not we we're going to cancel it, um and and we we it got to the point to we where we said you know what let's do the right thing here let's just cancel it as much as it hurt we have to cancel it but then the all the regulations came out and they canceled it for us yeah which made it easier but it was going to be one of those things where. It was going to be an epic, an epic. Oh, uh, I, don't I know. Think I know. Any doubt that yeah. it was going to be the event? Yeah. So I, I talked to Hasra about his and what he was planning on doing, and that shit was going to be raw too. You know what I mean? Like I know that, that you guys had some plans because Stro does a really good job at making things look like amazing, right? At like a like like an experience, and that's my 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 whole focus from the beginning was was that the second that I knew that I was going to get into the league and know that I was going to have to throw events. Immediately, I went. My brain just went to work in the background and said, "This is what we need. This is what we need. This is what we need." And we were super sad about that fact because a lot of work went into that. And I, I cannot tell you, like esports, esports engine with Adam Apicella and and you know his new company, um, the, the amount of work that they put in, Dave, Dave, David Schwartz on on, on our end with uh, with Brett and everybody on our, on our team was just, I'm talking about like insane amount of hours where I understood for the first time that. If it wasn't for a for a solid infrastructure the way that we have it at Energy, I wouldn't have been able to pull that off on my own. Uh, well, let, let me let me rephrase that. I would have been able to pull it off on my own, but by hiring people who are professionals. So that luckily, like these dudes are fucking smart as hell, obviously, and have done it before. So I don't know. I was I was just upset about the whole thing because the amount of work that went in and just because a vision that I had didn't come to fruition, and that to me is like tragic. Yeah, the most tragic thing that has happened to me in the last five years. Wait, that's not true. Uh, anyway, uh, so vegan. Yeah. Damn, it really feels like it got stolen from us, huh? This whole season. Yeah, the whole season, man. Yeah. And the, the, the bad thing about it is that we don't know when it's gonna it's gonna yeah. go back. Can you and- even imagine? holding an event like that, being in like a room with six thousand people right now or seven thousand people? I can't even think. I. I can't think about going to a concert or anything right now. It's my, crazy. my my concern as as this whole thing went on is I was very very sick at the Minnesota home opener or the Minnesota uh, opener, like Call of Duty opener. Really really sick. And then once I felt that my fever was gone and I felt like okay, I'm I'm on the other end. I still went out to the event and you know, I didn't shake I never shake anyone's hand to begin with. But I also felt I'm, I'm like I'm breathing this thing right, and I, I I'm I'm almost certain that I had it before we knew what it was before we knew how dangerous it was. I'm pretty sure that I had it, and the fact that me, Matt, uh, the whole team, everybody that has been with me, everybody that went to London with me, everybody that went to London, not just my team, everybody that went to London, were all exposed to this thing at some point or another. Some got really sick, and some went on and 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 just lived their lives as just a really bad flu, right? But if if you put it into perspective, if this shit's going around and I'm, let's say I'm in the first five days of this thing, right? I don't have any symptoms, but I have it. 
and I'm out there taking pictures with fans, <laughs> hugging people, uh, you know, fist bumping, going through the crowd, sneezing, coughing, yelling, yelling. You when you yell, you spit. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm on the on the mezzanine and I'm talking down. People are throwing shit up and I'm throwing shit back. <laughs> like that would have been like I think the epicenter of what would have happened to the United States because of the amount of people that I infected and what if that would have been, you know, the, the the case, but I don't know, man. This whole thing is so weird because it changed life. Period. Matt and I and Josefa went to Jake's Burgers right down the street, and as soon as we walk in, we see people with masks. But they put out, they pull out the 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 thermometer, the gun thermometer, and then they took everybody's temperatures. They walked in. That's crazy. And I'm like, okay, this is the new world. And little by little, we started to realize what the real world is. I just walked into a 7-Eleven, and they have glass at the counter. Yeah. Right. And we're not in Chicago, so there's no need to have that, you know, that that bulletproof glass. I went to uh, Macero a couple of days ago for for a business meeting, and everybody there is gloves, face mask, the whole nine, and then every booth has glass around them, and then every booth skips a booth for the next people and and there's all like it, it it's insane and i don't i don't know what it's going to take for us to get back to normal and that a li- like now more than ever scares me a little bit because it, it changes what, what about basketball games what about football games what about everything that we yeah. know now as a culture like where does it go we're gonna see if if the nfl can't boot up on time and at normal capacity that i mean i feel like if football can't get it started then we're in we're in trouble because I feel like they have a lot of, they had a lot of power. But what happens then? I don't know, man. We just waited out. I mean, I had it and it sucked. I wouldn't. You would not. What want do you mean it. you had it? I had the disease and I didn't get diagnosed. But I'm 99. I was sick for a month, like very sick for a month. Yeah. And I got it right after I went out on St. Patrick's Day with flame sword. Not mm-hmm. a smart idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had everything: the fever, loss of taste and smell. All, all that stuff, mm-hmm. loss of appetite, everything. So, it's it was bad. Lack of taste. This dude's vegan. What what can you taste? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was just munching on some grass, trying to. What do you eat? Yeah, let's let's get back to 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 it. Um, like what? Because like I see you post on your Instagram, and all his, all his information is gonna be down below. You posted a picture of this fucking bread. This 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 bread that was shared around my group of texts like somebody sent it to me and then seth sent it to me and then somebody else sent it to me it was the tastiest piece of bread you would have ever seen this dude cuts into it and it sounds and then steam just comes out you're just mouth watering like wow what what so start from the beginning okay well a quick optic related note or uh i mean yeah we get it well it was from bose so bose dm me and said (laughs) responding to it he said like something like Bro, when the smoke came out, I was like, bro, come on. You can't call it smoke. <laughs> Get out of here, man. But yeah, love, love bows. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was that like, I get into this thing where I start baking and everything that I make ends up coming out at like one in the morning for mm-hmm. some reason. Yeah. So I have this like midnight baking crusade that I've been on and I baked that bread and it ended up coming out at like 12 or one. And I cut, I just set the camera up and cut into it. And I was like, oh, man, I really don't want to eat this bread right now because I try not to eat after, you know, certain time like most people do. And having a slice of bread Mm -hmm. at like one in the morning when you're about to go to sleep isn't the best idea. So I I cut into this thing and I was like, it was the first time that I made the bread. I had no idea. It looked really good Mm -hmm. when I took it out. I was like, damn, I did a good job. 
but then I cut into it and like you said, I, I hold it open and all the steam comes out. I was like, oh man, like yeah, <laughs> I'm eating crazy. the whole thing. But I was getting like giddy because I was so excited that I just pulled this off somehow. Yeah. And then I sliced the bread and I, I took a bite and I was like, I think I said, oh my God, I love bread so much. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone does too. And like, so good. The, the fact that you're like, man, I can't wait to eat this. Like I was like, man, imagine a little mayo, mustard, ham, black forest ham, regular ham, bologna, the whole nine, just disgusting meats in there. Would have been delicious. Cold cuts. Just cold cuts, man. So tell me about the lifestyle of, of veganism. Like what, 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 um, more importantly, I want to know like, where do you get the stuff and what do you make? Cause I see some pretty tasty stuff and I just assume that it's like, if I eat that, I'm that's healthy. It's not what I usually eat. It's definitely, I would say overall healthier, you know, there's obviously some things like my ice cream addiction is pretty yeah. bad. It's not, I mean, pretty much one for one on how bad it is for me Yeah, just with regular dairy ice cream. But, um, I try to eat a lot of like, I'll wake up and I'll make like a smoothie bowl. So I'll do like acai. If you're familiar, I'll make an acai bowl, banana and acai and blueberries and then blend that up and top it with all sorts of fruit whatever i have mangoes bananas strawberries all that good stuff and then uh yeah for i mean it just depends on what i'm making i i eat a lot of just like whole foods so i try to eat just a lot of regular like fruits and vegetables i'll make french fries in my air fryer that i just got which is dope um air fryer just, yeah it's it's joe I mean, fries it, making fries go on <laughs> How about it um it's basically it's a toaster oven but they rebranded it for like millennials it's it's a convection oven just it like heats and has a fan in it so mm -hmm. that the heat is evenly distributed and you get like a, a crispier product so you can air fry broccoli or you can air fry mm, french fries yeah air spray uh air air fried spinach is amazing may end up a little dehydrated but yeah i mean yeah no no it's, it. a, it's like it's like a chip yes well like a really thin chip it just like dissolves in your mouth incredible like kale chips yeah you can do that i've never had one but i t i'll take your word for it now it is it is not is it more for you and then we'll get into the into the juicy stuff this is just questions from me asking you right because I'm, i eat like a pig and i know that i'm 40 you know what i mean um is it more of, 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 of a lifestyle that you chose to do that? Like, what is the reason be, behind that? Behind you not wanting to eat meat? Is it because you love animals and they deserve a fair shake? No. So this is, this is funny. Um, I feel bad whenever I tell the story almost because um, when I went vegetarian to begin with, I did it as a uh, just kind of out of the blue almost. I wanted to lose weight mm -hmm. and I was trying all these different diets. I newsflash i look exactly the same almost yeah pretty much same weight um i i was on like the keto diet back when it was called the atkins diet yeah yeah and uh doing the whole no carb thing and i told myself if i ever have to eat another burger with no bun again i'm gonna puke everywhere yeah. so overnight i was like yeah you know what my friend did this experiment in high school he went vegetarian for a month lost seven pounds like i could probably do that and i just decided that night that I wasn't gonna, I was gonna try and go vegetarian. And then once I got on, I'm like very one track minded. Like whenever I decide to do something, I have like indominant willpower. So I'm just gonna like do that thing and I won't let myself deviate. Um, 
So once I did that, it was over. There mm-hmm. was like one point three months in at MLG Anaheim where I almost took a bite of an In-N-Out burger. And once I didn't do that, it was it was game over. And then like three years later, I just watched a bunch of documentaries. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe cutting out the rest of this stuff that I really don't. I never liked eggs. I never liked milk. So like all that stuff was easy to go. But it was like baked eggs. goods and stuff like that. Yeah, like I never ate eggs by itself. I I tried scrambled eggs one time ever mm-hmm. and it thought it was the most vile thing in the world never like really yeah i love eggs. for love cakes them. and stuff like that i mean yeah. well i mean it's mixed with everything else yeah, yeah. so so no dairy but you what, what do you how do you make ice cream then or how do you what, where do you go for ice cream there's a couple different uh bases that you could use coconut almond, is guess, very yeah. popular yeah. almond a lot of the ben and jerry's non-dairy flavors use an almond base but they all, almost all use coconut oil as well to give it like to make a great non-dairy ice cream you have to make it comparable like with any type of vegan product you have to make it comparable in like the macronutrients to the real thing so like i'm thinking taste he says macronutrients yeah well you can't you can't have like a low fat ice cream that's vegan imitate something that's very rich in full fat in a dairy ice cream and then you're comparing it's like comparing apples to oranges you know it's like eating a sorbet and being like yeah this tastes just like ice cream it's not it's not the same. So you need it to be like very fatty and very bad for you. It's just like vegan burgers. People are like, oh, it's not healthier. No shit, it's not healthier. It's supposed to imitate something that's not healthy for you. So mm-hmm. Wait, so the impossible burgers? Terrible. Are they really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, nutritionally, yeah. They're I mean, they're not I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that they're good for you or yeah, that no, you'll no, lose but- weight. No, so no, because of the bread, obviously. Yeah. Ah, I didn't know that. Jude's like, you should try some of these impossible burgers i'm like, what the fuck are you trying to say they do i mean they are very very comparable to i won't i won't eat them because they're too it's it's too close for yeah. me and i feel like especially if i go to a place like carl's jr or burger king or something and get like a beyond burger i'm always worried that they're gonna mess up, mess it up give me yeah. the, and i won't be able to tell the difference because it's been 13 years yeah. or whatever since yeah. i had it so i don't i don't know yeah what would happen do you think if you probably ate? go to the hospital at this point really yeah Why? if i ate the whole thing just I, I don't once you stop eating it your body stops producing the enzyme to break it down uh-huh. so you could actually get pretty really sick, sick yeah, yeah. I, I imagine jeez didn't think i don't th- for that reason alone i don't think that i'm ever gonna stop uh eating burgers i, I think mixing in one uh meatless day a week you'd probably be pretty safe you do like a meatless monday or something meatless monday yeah nah. <laughs> i don't know I, I could i could maybe do like a meatless birthday you know like okay. once a year maybe yeah but your birthday is like the one day. i love birthdays and it's the one day of the year that's really only about you and yeah. everybody's like oh you know i don't really care it's my birthday i'm like you should care it's your birthday like yeah. i always want to go all out for people on their birthdays yeah i do i go all out for me every day i think that's it's every the better way birthday. to birthday. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it, man. Um, okay. So let's start from the beginning, right? Uh, you, how did you start playing Halo? And then I guess we'll go in chronological order until we get to to this beautiful era. Okay. In in uh, in in esports history. Yeah. Um, I started day one. We had an Xbox. My dad has always been. Uh, I mean, he's just a big kid. Mm-hmm. So every every console that ever came out, we had it day one. He played or just for the kids? Um, he would play. He played growing up, and he played all throughout, like, while I was growing up. So I would watch him play. Oh, man. He had this thing called X-Band for the 
Sega Genesis, mm-hmm. and it was the first iteration of online console play. Okay. So you you literally it was a cartridge that you plug the other cartridge on top of, like uh, you know how they Game Genie, yeah, Game yeah, Shark, like, like yeah. that. Um, and it had a uh, a dial up. I don't even know what that's called. Ethernet? Is that terrible? No. Like a, a dial-up cord. It wasn't Ethernet. It was a phone? For, for a phone line. Yeah, a phone line. Yeah. So you would you would dial up. It would make the same like AOL sound. Yeah. And then you would play against someone. He would play hockey against people online. And he was so serious about it. It was yeah. hilarious. Um, but yeah, he every, every system that came out growing up, we had everything. And it was no different when the Xbox came out. And with Halo... We started playing, you know, four split immediately, and then somebody introduced us to System Link, and uh, you know, I just started like everybody else. You know, you play everybody in your neighborhood, and then you play everybody at school, and then you just keep looking for more. I was just, you know, viciously competitive, loud little shit. Um, just looking for the competition. Just looking for people to play. I earned the nickname Master Chief in high school. Because I played so much Halo. We yeah. played eight hours a day every single day and then more on weekends. You um, and your brother? No, just me. Okay. My brother didn't even play at this point. Oh, he would okay. play Halo 1 with us a little bit, but uh, he never played Halo 2. So he like he would play when he was really young, and I think it helped, helped his shot maybe a little bit. And then uh, he didn't play for all. He was really into sports always. But I met Flamesword online in 2005 on xbox live Mm -hmm. so him and i have been friends since like 2005 halo 2 like pretty much the very beginning of of online play and played together throughout that whole time i took breaks here and there i went to my first national tournament in 2004 in new york Mm -hmm. drove there with my cousin we placed 22nd i will never forget i blew it game three of the three game series yeah yeah I you was, blew it I, yeah i was i was like the the main slayer and i just laid an egg in the last game and no. felt so bad still to this day talking about I it still feel bad about it yeah yeah that could have been it man <sighs> it could have been my big break yeah <laughs> <laughs> for a five thousand dollar prize pool or something split you by know? four yeah crazy what happened it was like a 225 person tournament though it was crazy they had qualifiers all over the u.s at land centers we had to drive like five hours to qualify for this thing and you had who ran it uh it was little poison's dad x tournaments and uh yeah yeah yeah. not familiar little poison little piece of mlg history the youngest pro gamer at that time he was like he was like eight yeah mlg signed him yeah, yeah, it's I like think little, kid. Oh, little Poison, there may have been somebody else that wanted to come uh, play for us. I think that, okay, I, the, wow, I, just, I, I literally just got a vision of what happened in that very specific moment. All right, go on. Yeah, um, so then once once Halo 3 started, um, I was never, like, really allowed to go. We never traveled to go to any tournaments for me, but I did, I played paintball and stuff growing up. We got to travel and, and stuff for that, but... For some reason, my parents never let me. Maybe I didn't want to go. I don't know. I never got to go to any of like the MLG events in 07 besides like the Chicago Open. Um, but once my brother started playing uh, after Halo 3 came out, and uh, he was terrible, by the way. Mm-hmm. But once he started playing, then the whole family was on board. Let's take a trip to the Battlelands. Let's uh, go. Yeah. MLG 2008. You know, and who's uh, older, you or him? Me. Okay. 
So, you so know, I paved the way. Yeah. And then once, once he wanted to do it, then everybody was all in. Yeah, but they would have let you go if you wanted to, right? Probably. Because if I you think... were able to go to New York with your cousin. Yeah, but I had like a chaperone with me, you know. If I was to go, I probably would have had to go alone to the MLG tournaments. And my mom's very protective of all of I us. I think all so... moms are very protective. Yeah. Bless their soul. Yeah. Definitely my mom a little bit extra, though, I would say. Yeah? Yeah, she's got that personality type. It's like the protector. If you mm -hmm. take the Myers-Briggs test, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. the defender, she, like, plays. She, she's, yeah, she's, 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 she's the airbag? She, three arms come out when yeah, she yeah. does that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, so once once we all, you know, once my parents saw, really, once my dad saw what it, what it was, because mm -hmm. he would come down and watch me play one-on-ones in Halo 2, I was in the I was on like the front page of Bungie, like the head to head leaderboard. Mm -hmm. I got into like the top twenty five right when the game came out. Um so I was I was decent, at least, you know, placed semi in, in Halo three. Mm -hmm. So Nate Shot thinks he could beat me one on one. I think it's hilarious. Still hilarious. Yeah. You know, oh, I was a, I was a, I'm a champion. All right. Yeah. In Call of Duty. Come mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. We know where the superior gamers are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, anyway, uh, once my dad saw what it, what it was, I think it reignited like the kid in him a little bit and he really got invested. And once like he saw that ants wanted to go like all the way in it and started to improve and, and place better, he was all in on, on getting mm -hmm. ants the best team possible. And that's how, you know, one of the guys from flame swords old team, they had to drop him or he quit playing and then i was like yo you, you should pick up ants yeah. like you should pick up my brother and yeah. then they ran games with him all of a sudden ants is on the team with flame sword and uh you know i got him his first break it's not a big deal he's yeah. never paid me back for it yet but he will you know, one day i'm sure one day uh and then from there you know it's it's history him and flame went on to place really well they almost got top eight they're like their first tournament and then uh flag famous flag fumble by alumni couldn't get the fifth flag in on onslaught capture the flag heartbreaker um <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, this this is why i wanted to have you on okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you the whole story right now and then we, we'll we'll continue to go down that route All, everything that you're talking about i've heard about but i wasn't witness to it the only thing i remember about halo is two things one seeing you guys on tnt or usa, USA whichever Network, one yeah and thinking we can do that in Call of Duty. And the second time was actually being at a Call of Duty event, our first ever here at the Hilton Anatole, and seeing how big the crowd was for that. Seeing Pistola, uh, the ogres, come out on stage and everybody go wild. I'm like, holy shit, there's something wild here. That's the first time I ever signed an autograph, too. But that was that to me was the wild part, right? Like, the, they came out and they saw it. And I, and I saw him and I'm like, I'm like, look at Ola. Like, he's just, just a regular, you know, dude. Looked kind of nerdy. But once you got to meet him, obviously super fun. Can't wait to have him on the podcast. Um, and an absolute wizard on the sticks. Yeah, absolute best movement ever. Everybody said. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The, the the fact that I I I witnessed what it was like. I'm like I I can't ever not do this or be a part of this. Yeah. All right, so go on. Where 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 were we? Yeah. Uh, no, so I I mean my brother teamed with Flame for a long time, and then once it was time to move on, he ended up eventually playing <clears> for. <throat> triggers down and had a lot of success there despite being one of the most hated players maybe of all time um who was my brother really yeah i mean polarizing i guess but our whole family was very hated for for a long time why if, if not the whole time why 
because we had like the whole sponsor kid, like rich kid yeah. stigma and it yeah. never really left. Like, um, they, people thought that Ants was undeserving of his spot when he joined status quo. And then yeah. that kind of just followed him throughout the years when he eventually played for triggers down, when he played for final boss, like yeah, that, that whole thing never really left. Yeah. But what, I don't, I don't get this mentality. We've talked. I, I talked about this one with General because General's going through the same sort of thing, right? Like, rich or poor, once you're on main stage, none of that shit fucking matters. Yep. It's, it's this, this, and this. Yeah. That's it. What? Like that makes no sense. Anyway, so I, but I understand it completely. Humans are haters. You yep. know what I mean? They see something and, and they just hate to hate. Yeah. You know, so I it, 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 I hate haters, so I guess I hate too. Absolutely. So all right, so. I can't believe that. I, I I really didn't know that for th- this whole time. From an outsider's perspective, I thought your family was like. Did they get paid for this? No. no. Oh no! This is th- th- out of- this is this is what I fucking mean. <laughs> how can how, how can a family doing all of this for Halo be fucking hated? It makes fucking no sense. Morons. It's cra- It's it's really really crazy. Yeah, but I understand it because you know, it, like I think General went through something like that. His family went through something like that too. Yeah. I think like. They, they they spent millions of dollars into Call of Duty and they were like hated. Yeah, and it gets it it, it blows my fucking mind. And I don't know if it's because I've been so close to Call of Duty and know what it takes to be able to provide some of that stuff that they were providing to players that they don't get it. But just un, this fucking brats, you know what I mean? All mm. right, let's let's get back to it. let's not get into no, don't get me fucking fired up. No, <laughs> actually, you know what? Give me, give me a couple of seconds. Let me give a quick shout out to the to the sponsor. All right, just give me a quick second. I want to get back to that. Just let me give a quick shout-out to our sponsor. This week, coming back yet again for another one, is none other than Honey. Okay, online shopping is supposed to be easy. I do it a lot. So why is it so hard to find coupon codes that actually work? I don't know. Thanks to Honey, it doesn't have to be. Honey is a free online shopping tool that saves you money online. Honey automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart which makes online shopping finally feel as easy as it's supposed to be. Just so you guys know, and we've mentioned it last time we did this, Matt is an avid Honey user. My man finds all the deals. Yesterday we were about to pay close to $400 in Panda Express food, but it ended up being way cheaper. I don't know how much cheaper, but I did pay for it and whatever. But it does work. How much money do you think you've saved total? Hundreds? Like hundreds of dollars, this man has uh, has saved. Imagine, so how it works is like imagine you're shopping at one of your favorite uh, shops, whether it's Target, Walgreens, uh, Wal- I mean Walmart, you name it, any of them. When you go to checkout, you click on this little box. This little box then sort of goes into the internet and grabs all the coupons, all the coupons, expire, expire, expire. Okay, this one works. Boom, boom, puts it, applies it to the, the one that the, the one that gives you the, the biggest discount is the one that's applicable to that, okay? Uh, again, this is something that we use here at the Hex Quarter. So obviously, we've bought a lot of stuff. Nothing here, but uh, all the other stuff, like microphones, uh, cables, like everything we use, honey. We make sure that we do that because we have to be fiscally responsible. Yes, I said fiscally because we have to be fiscally responsible, obviously, right? Uh, how much did we save? How much have I don't know exactly how much we've saved, uh, but definitely in the thousands of dollars, right? Because of the TVs, the monitors, uh, whether it's BenQ, Alienware, like all these things. When we go to Best Buy, 
we hit that, we get that cu- that coupon, and we get that crazy, that crazy, crazy discount, okay? Because Honey has found it's over 18 million members, over $2 billion in savings. Can you believe that? 18 million people has have saved over $2 billion, dude. Just by by clicking a button, uh, Honey supports over thirty thousand stores online, and they're adding more every single day. Okay, now not using Honey is literally passing up free money, and I hate that. I hate that. I can't wait for Honey to come over to Twitch so you can get uh, a discount on your on your subprime, on your Prime subscription. Subprime used to be mean something else in the in the mortgage day. Um, but yeah, you don't use it. You're literally leaving money on the table, and that's not that's not good for anybody, especially in this climate. It's free to use and installs in just two clicks. Get Honey for absolutely free at joinhoney.com/eavesdrop. That is joinhoney.com forward slash e a v e s d r o p. One more time for the people in the back: get Honey for free at join. Honey, J-O-I-N-H-O-N-E-Y.com forward slash E-A-V-E-S-D-R-O-P. And obviously, Turtle Beach. Turtle Beach being the best headset out there. Gosh darn it, I've been using them since the beginning of time. And you can see it way up there with the Ear Force Ones. If that doesn't tell you something, then you know this certainly will. Uh, the Hexquarters is sponsored by, not only is the team sponsored, but the Hexquarters itself. I, myself, am sponsored uh, by... By Turtle Beach, and that is the only thing that we use here in the Hex Quarters. Every single station has the Elite Pros V2, uh, and like I said, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big fan of them. Uh, they have allowed me to do a bunch of cool stuff, uh, and we continue to do that. Uh, best audio out there, so highly highly recommend it. Go to turtlebeach.com if you use code Hex H3CZ, you can get 10% off of your next purchase. Uh, and yeah, if you do buy something, why don't you hit me up on Twitter, and I'll send you some free stuff, maybe. You know, just show me proof. Uh, anyway, Joe, back to you. So yeah, huge uh, shout out to them. All right, so let, let let's get back to it. Um, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. that yeah. All right, so please continue. Yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm I'm learning something here. I'm, yeah, I, I like guess it. I guess a lot of people, if you weren't around then, I mean the forums, every single this is back. You got to remember all this stuff that we're about to talk about probably for the next I don't know hours. Mm-hmm in a time that almost predates Twitter. Like, Twitter just came out. This yeah. is like 2008, 2009. Twitter came out, what, like 2000? 2009. 2009, yeah. yeah. So we all have joined dates in like 2009 because it was it was popping. Or it just started. But the forums were still a thing. And like, after every tournament, you would read like, you know, MLG, like post whatever Anaheim results mm-hmm. thread or, or pre, the Tots is going to suck this event, like F this kid, whatever. It's, it's all hate. And, and no matter what, if they played bad or placed badly, it was all on him. Mm-hmm. That's a lot to carry for like a, you know, 16 year old kid, um, which, you know, we, we were all dealing with it. it. It came down on like the whole family pretty much, um, which, you know unjust and it sucked but you know this is a little bit before this time and then when this happened it kind of is still when when we started the land network it was still like people still did it on our own forums mm-hmm. we, we had our own forums and people were still hating and like the service was free for the first i think year that we did it it was all free for them for you guys, oh, it costs. yeah, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, once we switched to like a subscription model, 
five ninety nine, I think, a month or something, and then you could buy the individual lands if you wanted to, um, for more mm-hmm. if you just wanted like a one off. Um, people revolted, like this should be free. What do you? Mm-hmm. Do? I'm like, free. Yeah. Do you understand that my parents would go to Costco and spend like two thousand dollars on food for a weekend, and yeah. then go back to Costco to do a separate drink run just to get drinks for the weekend okay yeah. insane stuff yeah people don't know no and and th- th- this was in in an age where youtube wasn't as popular as it was because i i just joined youtube in 2000 well i joined super early but i started uploading like in 2009 seriously and you know these services weren't just readily twitches weren't readily available twitch wasn't around right so I, this is my this is my my issue there right because if it's in this day and age and, you know, there's there's something other people will understand the costs go into it. But they also say, you know, YouTube is, is there for free and, and you get paid off the ads and you don't do that. People don't understand what it takes to run, to make every the, the piece of entertainment that they enjoy, what it takes to, you know, to, to get it up and running. Yeah. Uh, okay. And especially in that day where there's no free service like YouTube or fucking Twitch to watch for free, where do you compare it for? Do, do, do you watch your TV for free? Do you watch your TV shows for free? Like, no, moron, you don't. You fucking pay for it. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. Yeah, that was like the, I think that was the beginning of like the freemium movement, you know, mm-hmm. like after that, um, Twitch came out and like all these other services started, games became free, but this is before, this mm-hmm. is when, in like you said, in an age where you had to pay for everything. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, what did you guys use to broadcast, dude? What we had to buy a specific component that was only available in China. Okay, for the the capturing of this stuff, I think we had the hapog. Hapog, yeah, yeah. Um, we had we had sixteen of them because this is you had to have one for every feed. Yeah, of course. or, or eight, we had eight of them because we would broadcast all eight points of view. And you could choose who you wanted to watch by clicking on their picture on the site. Um, 2008. Wow. 2009. Yeah. Um, I mean, that kind of stuff, a lot of it's a lot of it hasn't been replicated. No, Um, still to this day. And I mean, the cable drops, the cable management at the at the Americana Courthouse. There's a scene in Bravo's TLN uncut, uncensored, whatever, like his tribute to the land network where you see the cords coming out of the ceiling and it's just like something that you would imagine in in like a server room Mm -hmm. i mean just like braided cable just dropping from the ceiling over every like all eight uh like stations you know or all eight yeah help me paint the picture what what was the land network what did it look like where was it location and all that okay we'll get back to the cable drop because I want you to fill in those those holes in my imagination. Yeah, so there were two houses, um, different memories in each, different vibes in each, much like the uh, Russell Drive and the, uh, what was it, 6050, and then the, uh, what was the other one? The 1235 McAlpin. Yeah. Um, so and then yeah, 74 we had, Brinker was the Counter-Strike one. Yeah, I never got to go to the Counter-Strike house, but I was at both of the other houses. Yeah very reminiscent of the land network vibes, but we had the 360 house, the 360 carry courthouse, uh, which was the house. That mm-hmm. was the house that I grew up in. 
uh, the house that we started the land network in. So you did it at your own house. At is our it, own is house. it the house in in front of the lake that I've been to? No, no, no. That's that's a new house. Okay. Um, yeah. So you you never got to yeah, no. breathe in the vibes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was yeah the house I grew up in. We did it in the basement, the the basement mm-hmm. for all time. Uh, whenever somebody refers to the basement, it is that mm-hmm. basement. Uh, and then we had the Americana Courthouse, which was the house that we leased specifically to run the land network. Mm-hmm. And for when free, I say we, you, I mean you guys didn't have to pay anything for that either. Yeah, you, no electricity, no gas, no, no water, no, no costs associated. Yeah, no. The government actually said, "Please take this house, lease it, and uh, for free." And provide the land network service yeah, to free. the people. Yeah, yeah, of course. Subsidies from the government. Go on. <laughs> um, so yeah, at at my house, we we held the first land, and it was so janky. We have all these pictures of like Flame Sword back when he was skinny little like rat New Jersey kid. Um, had just you know like two rows of tables. Had to scrounge to get the monitors, mismatched monitors and stuff. Um, Walmart was just giving you free monitors, by the way, and Xboxes and controllers and fucking cables gone all for free. One full setup. And then we had one of the TVs, one of the, like the points of view hooked up to a projector and it Mm -hmm. was being projected behind. So like other people could watch, we had people over my dad's friends and Mm -hmm. stuff. People were like, what the hell is this? You know, nobody had ever seen anything like that before. And, uh, after that pretty much. I would say almost immediately we moved from that to two full stations owned by us. So like 16 Xbox 360s, 16 monitors, you know, the whole Astro came in, gave us the racks. We had the Astro racks with mm-hmm. the, with the mix amps on them. Um, and then, yeah, we, we started broadcasting after that with uh, 16, basically two. We, we would what do did you the broadcast six, on it just to your website. Yeah, so we had to own like the domain and the server, yeah, and a server know, big enough to be able have to have the bandwidth. Yeah, the we bandwidth we peaked. I think our best view, our best concurrence ever, were like thirty five thousand, thirty six thousand back then. You see numbers like that today in 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 esports. Yeah, in esports competitions, you see numbers like that today. Yeah. I in, mean, it would smoke halo's numbers for the past five years yeah to that to this day yeah right gears smoked you know what i mean okay it's crazy man that's nuts dude yeah once once with we... no technology not the, the technology that we have today and we'll get into halo and what halo needs today to be able to 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 have a resurgence right but those numbers like dwarf what we're experiencing nowadays like has there been a halo tournament this year no and and it's not because of the the current state of this thing. It's just because there weren't any, right? Or were, has there been any announcements as to what? They're yeah, doing? they're gonna start doing Halo Two anniversary. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to Tashi about that. Shout yeah. out to him, fucking awesome dude. All right, so let, let's let's continue. So you, you peak concurrence with thirty five thousand one one of the one of the tournaments, one uh, of these. Yeah, one of the, one of these lands. Yeah, and we would run a lot of them. I mean, the, you could see some of them were like back to back. I don't know where they are. But uh, this October 7th to 10th, and then we had one that was like uh, September or something. This one? That one. Yeah, right. So that was the weekend before, and then this one was the next, very next weekend. So we had a three-team land and then a six-team land. So we were doing – we would have six teams come out of four plus coaches. It's Mm -hmm. already – it's 30 people right Mm -hmm. there sleeping on the floor. 
all over like each other. It's uh I mean, it was just such a different time. It was like a fraternity, like a brotherhood. Like we really changed how all these guys interacted with each other, the whole culture of, you know, before some people hated each other, it was very like compartmentalized and we brought everybody together and everybody became better friends. And then it kind of became clicky, which I'll get into, um, later on. But, uh, I mean, six team land. So we'd have four teams playing and two teams on break. And my dad would write the whole schedule. We would do every normal land was like Thursday to Monday or Wednesday Mm -hmm. to Monday. They'd play a ladder from Wednesday or Thursday to Saturday night. And then Sunday we'd run, sorry, Meek, Meek Millen over here. Yeah. All the, <laughs> all you hear swag. me walk up to the yeah. mic, uh, Dream Chasers. Uh, <laughs> Shout out. But uh, yeah, we would, uh, sorry, I lost my, the jewelry clanking, lost my train of oh, thought. Oh, good. Um, Your dad so was we, putting yeah, it Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Wednesday to, to Saturday, they'd run a ladder and build up a record. And then Sunday, that record would seed you for a mock tournament. So we'd actually run like a double elimination bracket on Sunday all day instead of playing uh, a ladder series. All this and his regular job. Do all this his regular job, and he would keep stats for the whole land. We had stats for everybody: kills, deaths, assists. Jesus Um, Christ! I think we had time too, objective time, and flag captures. Yeah, yeah. So all that with no technology. Yeah, and we built a a full fantasy engine, like Uh, a fantasy team. We had teams Engine. and something that also hasn't been done since that we have since patented and are working on now to re-release to the okay, world. Cool. Um, but yeah, so we had a, my dad, this is where my dad really shines because he's a freak for this stuff. He's been running a football pool for 30 years mm-hmm. with the same guys. Um, so we had um, fantasy for you could build a team. And instead of sitting there and doing a draft, you would rate everybody that you wanted, you know, like one to 30 or whatever, and you would just put them in order. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> sorry, you would you would get put into pools yeah. with people. Yep. Um, you know, whatever, however many, you know, if there was a six team land, you'd be in a team with six or a pool with five other people. And it would auto draft the be- based order, on yeah. Yeah, who you who you wanted and then it would it would be a snake draft so like yeah. last person would get two picks yeah, or whatever yeah. uh and then the other fantasy thing was a live fantasy like prediction engine where you would before each series it would be like all right final boss is playing triggers down what's the score of the series who wins and yeah. then you'd predict that and then every game uh first games capture the flag on the pit what's the score and based on how close you were you would earn points and at the end, we'd give prizes to whoever had the most points. What would, would the prize uh, prizes look like back then? Um, like the pool, you know. Sometimes we prize pools. How, how... Oh, prize pools. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So this this stuff I'm just talking about, like giveaways. Okay. But you're yeah, talking yeah. about prize pools for the tournaments. Yeah. Twenty thousand dollars for first place divided by four people. Okay, and where did the fans think that money fucking came from? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, for ours? I thought you meant the MLG tournaments. No, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. for the players, no. They were just doing this for practice. There yeah. was no prize okay, good. or okay, okay, okay. Yeah, So were practice. these lead-ups to an MLG event? Yeah. Okay, got it. See, this is why This is why I felt it important today and yesterday when I got these to, to, to have this told because I never watched any of this, but I know the importance of it just because of the importance of it. Right. And when somebody isn't 
present for a moment like this, but has heard of it and has heard its legend, it becomes important, right? I only know the Land Network because of what everybody was talking about back then. Did I watch Halo? No, I didn't. Do Did I know all these teams by heart? No, I didn't know what player played on what. No, I heard names. I heard Walshy for sure. You know what I mean? I heard T-squared. You know, I heard these names, but I never really followed it. But that, to me, is what made it interesting. Why do I care? Why do I, Hector, care so much about the importance of this thing in, in, in that? Because it had to have been that important that I have heard of its legend. You know what I mean? So, pardon my ignorance. Now I know. And it is it is legendary. You could talk to any of these people on any of these sheets, and they all they all have a story and they mm. all hold it so highly yeah. and talk about it as like the best times of their life. It's crazy. I mean, you even see like in the replies yesterday on the tweet, you know, you got people ghost coming out. Oh my yeah. God. You know, like the memories, man, like the basement, whatever. I reached out to Walsh last night and asked him if he had any, any like memories that he, th- like when he thinks of the land network that come to mind, and while she's like, yeah, his his classic story is being woken up during the Winterland that we did. So besides these practices, we had a couple really notable lands that kind of the Winterland kind of kickstarted the whole land network idea. So we had like we called up all these pros. This was before we even knew anyone really. My brother was playing pro, but he was a low level like top sixteen pro with with Flame back when they weren't very good. And I, I tried to call Fist and get the full story on this, but I was in a, a lobby with Fear Itself and we were playing Halo 3 and we ran into Walshy in matchmaking and Fear Itself was friends with Walshy. I was like, Walshy, you got to come over to my house and mm-hmm. come to this land that we're having during the winter. We're having everybody. And we yeah. didn't have anybody. We yeah. did, it was like me, Flame Sword, and Fear Itself. And I'm trying to like sell this thing. And Walshy ends up agreeing to come. And then I remember vividly like me fear itself and while she's standing at my counter once he got there and we had a bunch of people coming at this point and while she calls up strong side and he's like dude there's so many people here you got to come to this and the next day strong side shows up and like all it, all of a sudden all these people who were like my idols growing yeah. up playing halo are all at my house and yeah. like it was just the craziest thing like i'll never forget when i walked in i was picking up somebody from the airport back then there was no uber no we had to pick up every single one of these people from the airport. At we had to times. schedule people's yeah. flights to make sure that we brought in like the optimal amount of people at a certain time. People yeah. had to wait at the airport yeah. for other people so that we could make the minimum amount of trips. Uh, we had you know four or five people doing airport pickups. It was insane. So I come back and I had no idea what's going on because we're just you know driving around all day. I come back in and I open the door to my house and my dad knows that I'm a huge Walshy fan and like yeah. I took pictures of my screen when he yeah, sent me yeah. that friend request after I you know talked to him and he runs up to me he's like hey what's up John I'm Walshy like with his his look that he yeah, gives yeah. you and uh I I lost it I was like it was just such a surreal moment for me like this person that you yeah. know I've regarded so highly my entire yeah. life is in my house and is about to play Halo with me like <laughs> it's yeah. such a weird weird yeah. thing um <clears throat> but yeah the uh the winterland was crazy that was like like i said the thing that kicked it off we had like i want to say like 45 50 people mm-hmm. and we had to get hotel rooms like there were people just sleeping on top of other people and dave was sleeping by the nba jam arcade machine dave which was Walshy. well yeah, yeah sorry Walshy was sleeping by the nba jam arcade machine which is a very popular 
arcade machine mm-hmm. and the sleep schedules when you have 50 people there. Yeah. I mean, there's people up 24 yeah. seven and Dave just wakes up to hearing the jam machine going off, like all those, uh, classic razzle dazzle mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, just the, those crazy classic he's heating, up. he's heating up. Um, so Dave had to, had to move his spot, but he said that. And then my dad instigating more than as much or more than any of the pros that were there because my dad would just rile everybody up. They'd yeah. play this Daytona racing game and my dad would try to get under everybody's skin. Yeah. Um, and just drum up drama between everybody that was there. I don't know. It was part of the thing that made, you know, it's so it, like, it was just such a family thing. It's yeah. fun, man. It, it, it had to have been, I mean, I can't imagine we, we held a land once where we invited maybe three teams. I mean, for here, it's different because it's the hex is on my house. Right. But at 6050, we had uh, SB at the Strictly Business. We had uh, Optic Gaming and Nation. And then we had one fourth one. And I was just like, this is way too much, man. I'm like, fuck, I got to order food. And obviously, Uber um, Uber Eats and shit like that didn't exist back then. Right. Or are as popularized as they are today. That's insane, dude. Yeah. Like I mean, the, amount, we, the amount of stuff that you guys were able to do from a te- technological standpoint back then when it didn't exist is is, is amazing i mean not only do we have eight points of view that you could change through we also had 24 7 live cameras in the house with like the real world yeah with audio no yeah that's bad okay it's go on. crazy yeah not in the bedrooms no. but in in the common rooms of the house yeah. there's you know and uh yeah and the, people would tune in cam. and just watch i, I, I we, we we've discussed this right we've Maddie and I have talked about putting a 360 live cam in the middle of the hex quarters. No audio, right? Obviously, I've, I've very. Uh, uh, sometimes I take calls here that are, you know, obviously not top secret, but you know, it's it's yeah, not for public consumption. So it it, it wouldn't work. But for land, we did that once. You know, we we just put the the phase logo, the uh the uh you know the the logo, the OG logo. Um, and all the other logos that were here for the teams that, that, that they came to practice. Genji, I think, was one of them and something else. But we had the live feed. No no sound, no audio. I don't even think we put music. It was just, like, live. And people tuned in to watch that. I, I, I can only imagine what it would have been like back then if we would have done it at 6050, if we would have done it at, 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 at McAlpin, at the Scuff House. Like, I can only imagine how many people would have tuned in to just watch what we do. You guys and, would have brought in dollars. Yeah. 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 But I, I also think it's like nothing really, like, was popping back then like we 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 got up we did our work and then everybody went into their rooms and did their own thing it wasn't like it was it wasn't like we congregated in the in the kitchen we did you know man that kitchen amazing like jesus so good good times it was usually a disaster too it was usually a disaster because joe fries and flamesor would leave fucking baked salmon in the oven for like three days not me though no fish. I, I think it was you. Oh no, it wasn't. <laughs> Who then was it? Was it? Oh, it was Ace. That sounds a lot more like. Yeah, that's a, that's an Ace, Ace play for in there sure. somewhere. Yeah, right here. Yeah, there you go. There he is. Yeah, that's who it was. My bad, bro. Yeah, it's like they couldn't beat me. I don't yeah. eat fucking fish. That's so true. All right, so it's crazy though that you mentioned that everybody would go into the room and do their own thing, and I I hadn't thought about it until you just brought it up. But I think it almost the only person that was really streaming at this time on their own was ninja and he didn't even come around until reach mm-hmm. um but i think it almost helped out that technology was just in a different place back then because there wasn't anything else to do like smartphones weren't even really a thing right. we were on the iphone 3gs the iphone 4 mm-hmm. like 
there was barely like nobody was on their phones. We were all hanging out together. Yeah. So like when we weren't playing, we were either, you know, in a area where there <laughs> at the at the Americana courthouse, there was like a, a L-shaped couch and there were two my dad <laughs> bolted two monitors to the wall so we could watch two feeds of what was going on at the land so we could just chill and watch more gameplay. Um so we, we I mean we were we were in the pool. We were all just hanging out together. There wasn't you know, there wasn't other things to do. We weren't going to go and play other games on a PC or yeah. anything like that. It's crazy. Yeah. How many, I mean, think about, uh, you mentioned Ninja, right? He's obviously like the super notable one today, right? But you have names in here like Launchbox Roy, Launchbox Roy, Launchbox and Roy, the twins, yep. the Sawdust twins, and then the Ogre, the Ogre, tw- <laughs> the did I see? Yeah, 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 of course. Tom's, right, Tom's on Right here. there. So like the wall she's on like the amount of people that are that are like just legends in 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 console esports like came through your doors to do what you now see as something that's natural with technology available so for me it's like one of those like the the wildest shit sorry never mind um to, to me again the technology part was the number one thing right because he he brought it up he's like didn't they invent twitch before twitch was a thing and i'm like no it was me that invented twitch before twitch was a thing but it was it's crazy like that as as a parent as a player as a as a regular dude how do you think about like hey we need to televise this you know what i mean just the the, the term televise you know what i mean like yeah. if, you, if you think like how, oh you had to go to japan what would you say you ordered it from china, china? yeah China. Yeah, China. The the technology to be able to do that. Like that in 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 the amount of cameras, the amount of Xboxes, the amount of like work that had to have gone in there because mm. after it's all said and done, you take it down. Right? Where did you guys no. store? You just left it we in just the basement? Kept it up. Okay. Always. We always had people over at the house, whether we had like a strong couple locals that would come and we would just all we would be playing. That's all we did. Mm-hmm. All we did was play Halo. Um I mean, it was Man, what Good a times. what a time! Yeah, what a what a just completely different time, man. Yeah, I mean the 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 importance in 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 the importance of Halo in Call of Duty history, the importance of Halo in, in console esports and esports in general. Like it's no other. This had to have been the first esport that was televised on on, on American TV, right? Yeah. It had to have been because up until that point, I don't remember anything, and I'm not at talk- least in a series. I think there might have been one offs with like Quake or something. I don't or think CS so. back in was the day. Was it Counter Strike? I don't, I don't, I don't think know. so. I mean, this is we're talking 07 USA Network. It was kind of a, it was a big deal. 07 USA. Yeah, you guys being 06, on there. 07, I know. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like it's it was an important thing yeah. because of the amount of people that spawned from it. Right. Like I I was inspired by it, and because of that inspiration, I strived for a certain thing, and I made this thing happen. Right. Like I don't know where I would be today, and I I don't maybe I'm in the same spot. I don't know. But the fact that that I saw that and it inspired me, I saw that and I'm like, I want to be a Walshy that's able to buy a house with money made from video games. I want to have my own uh, my own clothing line named Kenetto or whatever the fuck it was called. Did you think that way from the very beginning? Yes. Really? Yes. That's that's really interesting because when I went to my first tournament, like I said in 2004, I if somebody were to tell me, hey, you could like this could be your job one day, mm-hmm. I would have been like, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way. No, I would it, have never stopped thinking about doing that. I never, I, I, I haven't stopped. I'm still doing. It. I'm still Clearly. thinking about it daily. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I, if I look at what this looked like back then and what it looks like today, 
it's the same thing that I go through every single day. I'm like, this looks like this today. What does it look like, the, you know, in the future? And I already know. Fucking clairvoyant up in this bitch. Nostradamus. You know what I mean? Like, I know where this is going. I know what it's going to look like. I know everything. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get let's let's start wrapping it up a little bit. I I today's I, I, I picked the worst day because we have a tournament today. And we have so much more to talk about. Today. What's we, a tournament? A tournament? No, I mean, like, what tournament? Oh, it's uh, it's the Family Feud, the Energy Family. Well, it's a Huntsman Family Feud. We just got sponsored uh, by Popeyes, so we're doing a, a Family Feud tournament, which is just people from from our company, cool, our team. That sounds fun. Yeah, it is. It's gonna be. Anything else that I missed that you want to talk about? I mean, let me just go into the yeah. Notes please real go into the notes. I, I, and 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 for future guests, write your own notes that you may want to talk about because. You know, I, I I ask questions as as things pop up, but when it comes down to it, it's uh it's up to you guys to drive it. What do, what did you have in there? Yeah, I, well, I, I just wanted to touch like like quickly on the fact that my my mom and my aunt would make all the food for the lands pretty much because like what like chicken breasts and corn and just like regular grill food. Yeah, um, because it, it got too big when you have fifty people over, it's too big to order out. Like you can't. I mean, my dad would order pizzas sometimes, no. but it's like uh, you like, order like fifteen pizzas or something. More, like, yeah. fifty people. Yeah, I would order a hundred pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's just insane. in case. Um, food runs became a silent food run people don't understand like i wish i could talk to all these people and just like shake them the people that are like oh you ordered uber eats without me it's like dude back in the day we had to go drive like somebody had to go physically drive to get the food and come back and if you didn't tell other people that you were doing that and you went silently yeah it's a whole different time commitment that we're talking about not just like going dude 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 okay my food's coming you had to go there and get it and come back like it took time out of gaming. Yeah. It actually took time away from gaming. Yeah. Um, that was, so that was just a completely different thing. The airport runs I, I talked about. Um, silent food runs, bannable offense. No doing all this with no sponsors on the land network. Just yeah. completely out of the, 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 goodness the goodness of your parents. Of my parents' hearts and the and the the sheer will to turn Halo three in twenty ten into something that it definitely wouldn't have been without it because all these people will say, I mean, by the end of it, like this LAN, if you look at the top six from whatever tournament came after this October 7th to 10th LAN, I guarantee you probably five of those top six, five of those six teams were in the top six, yeah. if not all six of them. And mm-hmm. it got to the point where you had to come or you weren't going to place. Yeah. Like, and that was, that was how valuable that practice was. Um, back in the day when I mean nobody was doing it and the game was played you know considerably different on land yeah of course um the fantasy camp that we did jeez we had we would have four or six pro players come as captains and then we would fill out the rest of the 20 or 22 people with uh kids that paid to come play with those people so they would scout them on the first day and then Mm -hmm. they'd do the same thing they'd have a mock tournament and uh it was just a, a cool fun the kids got to hang out with the pro players and interact with them on a, in a way that like you would never be able to do like imagine having something like that at the optic house would be insane there'd be it, it would be too <laughs> too, too big of a headache for freakish Hector. yeah yeah i wouldn't do it i'm not i'm not kind like that um yeah, my I'm, kindness only goes so far <laughs> goddamn it 
<laughs> just the the interaction and the community that we built i thought was really unique and cool and like the winter and summer lands or something that mm-hmm. everybody always wanted to get invited to and you know we only had so much room in the house so we could only invite like 40 or 50 people which ended up being like almost the whole pro scene but um you said that people turn that those clicks what what did you yeah that's actually the last thing that i have written down is ninja so okay. um well yeah we could talk about that really quickly no, it's like, as, don't rush. Don't fucking rush. Go on. So as Halo 3 ended and Halo Reach started, there were some tournaments that overlapped that were um, like Reach, almost like teaser tournaments or like combines. And then the, back when they had the MLG combines, you remember that? Man, yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and then they had some Reach tournaments at the Halo 3 tournaments that were smaller, just kind of like farm talent, almost like how the amateur scene is today yeah. for Call of Duty. And Ninja was one of those guys who's an up and coming player at the time. And he was like trying to come to one of the lands so badly. And uh, because of this like brotherhood thing that we built um, and Ninja was like a little out there. He's like a, a very, I mean, he has a lot of, you you know, he has a lot of personalities, like yeah. a very like. And he's always been that way. Yes. Yeah. He's, uh, the way that you see him on stream or like in YouTube videos is like exactly how he is in real life. He's very, he has so much energy, more energy than I think I've ever seen anybody else have. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he, for some reason, the other, like there was some, you know, it was like a little skittish, like the whole pro community was like, ah, I don't know about this guy. He's like all about his like he streams which was weird at the time because mm-hmm. nobody none of the top players streamed he streamed on justin tv mm-hmm. like the kid's been doing it forever mm-hmm. um so everybody thought he was like lame for doing that and he would you know he had all his gimmicks he'd wear the cow hat and stuff um so yeah if you if you remember watching him that that early um so everybody was like ah no we don't like this kid whatever and my dad was like no nah, he's he's coming mm-hmm. so my dad let you know gave him the green light to come in and they i mean it actually it was like one of these smaller lands it was uh my brother was on instinct it might have been this one um yeah there he is uh, we we got like only what my, team is this victorious secret okay not uh, trademarkable go on <laughs> <laughs> and i think that like silhouette is jessica rabbit if you uh yeah, you're very familiar. <laughs> um so yeah this land we actually got like the three best reach teams and then my brother's team and just kind of like blackballed all the other pro teams and just had like a closed mm-hmm. reach land with the best reach competition we could find just to get my brother's team more prepared than any other team and i think that was the first time ninja's over at the house and he uh, spent many, many hours there and a lot of time sleeping on the floor and playing Final Fantasy and just like look, streaming from any of the PCs whenever you got a chance to. Yeah. We, man, what a wild time. Yeah. Different. That's, uh, that is, it, it, it is different. Um, okay. I had a question for you and then we got, we got into this, into this, this click stuff. Um, it had to have been, difficult though because none of these none of these uh none of these teams were owned by the players right they were yeah this was all mlg owned the rights i think to every logo at the time Mm -hmm. so they own the rights to everything i think they've since like relinquished 
the like final boss logo and stuff like that. I think I think they did that like a long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, at the time, I mean, this is all. I mean, we had like the players' league and and like, yeah. I mean, the players basically had no power back then. So, yeah. Also, very, very, very the, the different. The thing about from that. that is that the, the players always have the power. You know what I mean? And, 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 and at any point, they could have been like, yeah, we're not going. Nobody's going. Everybody gets in a room and say, yeah, we're not going. And but then, I think because of it was people were playing for the love of the game back then. Yeah. Only. Yeah. Because that's the only thing that you could play for. Mm-hmm. You weren't playing to make a living. Like my brother made, I think, 60 or 80 grand one year. And that was like the, you know, one of the best years that you could possibly have. He had a sponsor that was paying him like four grand an event just to show up. Uh, only during events, not like four grand a month. There was no salary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like, and that was a rare thing. There were only like two, two of those in the league at the time, and they had one of them. Um, and then office prize winnings. And like, if if you're in the top, you know, point one percent of pros, and you make sixty grand, like you make that as a sub right now. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, think about that. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's come a long way. Obviously, the audience has helped the the distribution abilities to get and garner actual analytics behind you know your consumer or the the the, the average uh, viewer. Uh, it's a thing. It makes it easier, and it makes those salaries you know sort of make sense. Uh, back then, though, to have a sponsorship like that had to have been like insane. I I I, it, I always say it because it's true. Like the second that Hutch told me that I can make money off of uploading videos to YouTube, I said that's the last. That's, that's the, I'll do this forever. Is what I said. I'm like I'm I'm never gonna stop creating videos. I'm never gonna stop creating shit to go on the internet. Um, are you still involved like in the in the Halo community? Do you still keep up with everybody and everything that's going on, or are you a little bit more in the on the wings? Um, uh. I'm a little on the wings now. I still like um, the UGC or some of my close friends and they sometimes will host the HCS events. Mm-hmm. So they'll have me come out and like cast and stuff. So I kind of keep up with it. I'm definitely like, I still am hopeful and like all I'm looking out for infinite or like whatever the next new halo title is just because it's something that, you know, like you with call of duty, I'm sure you'll always mm-hmm. be involved in some way, even if it's just passively like, keeping up with whatever new title it is. It's something that I think is too ingrained in me to ever like leave at this point, just because of the sheer amount of hours and like time of my life that I've committed to, to it already. Thinking You're about pot committed. It. Yeah. What do you think Halo needs, man? What, what for, for, for its resurgence, man? Um, just a, a really, really robust ranking system. Um, I, I think the most, most, most important thing, and you'll probably agree with me on this, is what every other great game has, which is the casual game is the same exact game that the competitive players play. Mm-hmm. Counter-Strike, yeah. League of Legends, Dota, all the big esports, you're playing the same game. Over we, over. we don't have to change yeah. the settings. We don't have to mess with anything. You just change you know, maybe some of the maps and the game... Even the game modes, you know, are are pretty much the same. But I think if you nail that, then you are on the road to having a successful esport. Definitely not there yet, but you're on. I mean, you, you guys certainly right have the personalities, though. Like, I mean, I mean, even the and and up and comers, right? Like, think about the the and I say up and comers, like the formals, right? Like the people that weren't here. Obviously, you'll never get formal back because 
he's mine. You know, he's Call of Duty now. But I think I, I think that, that that Halo as a community has everything it needs to make a comeback if everybody commits to doing the job that they're supposed to be doing and doing the extra work in, in some cases that, that you would need to, to do that. Obviously, you're never going to see the, the the enables, the flame swords, or maybe you will see the flame swords, and maybe you will see the maniacs, and maybe you will see that, but you're not going to see the ninjas coming back, but you won't see... But, but I... He'll play a little. He, he'll play a little, dude. Mixer, the, the thing, Microsoft. Yeah, the, the thing about Ninja is that he's he's always been very good at not changing. You know what I mean? Like like you said, he's always been had this high person, this this big personality. But even when when Halo was out there and he was done streaming, like at some points he would point all his audience into into Halo yeah. because he said, "Well, I'm gonna go watch this now. I'm off." Right, and and he would do that. So the, the passion for that is ingrained as it is in you. It's it's ingrained in him. So I know that like the 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 potential for that to happen is there. You know what I mean? Like I know that teams would want to continue to be a part of that if it made sense. And I don't understand, and this is something that just gets asked about Call of Duty, it gets asked about everything, but what is it about, and this is not a question for you, it's just a question for any developer or anybody that knows way more than me about how this works, but why couldn't you just transfer a ranking system into a, a next a, a following game. All I hear about from Nate all I hear about from anybody that played Halo back then, that Halo had the best ranking system ever. Period. End of story. Yeah, like, I don't too. understand why that formula, that 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 quantum physic mechanic, whatever. I think they just they hate it now. They don't want something like that to be in their games, and I don't. I I think it's because there's not. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm blowing smoke up our collective yeah. asses, but there's not people like us in there to tell them like this is an important thing to include in the game. Like yeah. casual people are not going to be affected. Like <clears throat> I think it's like the participation trophy mentality mm -hmm. parched. Yeah, go ahead. Um that everybody needs to win or everybody needs to, you know, Feel a win. Feel, yeah. So, like, if you're a, a true level 18 out of 50, you know, maybe that doesn't feel so good, but it, but it's accurate, and it, it will place you with other people so you can get good games, you know? Like, yeah. And, you know, that, I mean, that ranking system was just so rewarding. It was so difficult to rank up, and every loss, you, you could see, you go to Bungie, and you'd look at your bar and how far you've come, and after every loss you'd have to check because you jump back you know three wins worth mm -hmm. um so you had to be consistent and it just it was so good in the colors and everything I don't, there's something just so magical about just for whatever reason the, those little numbers with the colors around them made it you know so addicting to rank up and, mm -hmm. and see that little incremental change I don't know, man. I haven't felt like that with the ranking system for a very long time. No I guess. one has. Yeah. I don't think I've ever experienced anything. I mean, even in Black Ops 2, where the they had uh, league play, like, I don't even think I took advantage of that. So I've never really experienced it. I don't know why. Maybe I was too into the business side of, of this thing that I didn't get a chance to truly enjoy that. Uh, they had the Unscope Ballista, one of my favorite rifles of all time, uh, and I still didn't do, didn't play enough or didn't take time enough to... to you know, enjoy that part of it, but it's something that's needed, right? And until, and I'm talking about Call of Duty right now, and until they have that, the eSport itself is not going to continue to grow. Until they have the ability to tell the casual player, hey, we're not even trying to infect 
through cross pollination. We're not we're not even trying to sort of say, hey, play this now. You know what I mean? Like people are gonna play what they play. Period. But a lot, I I this has been I told Vonderhaar this way back in Black Ops Two, and it was, you know, if you're able to bring your bronze. If you're able to bring your 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 gold, your platinum plaque with you into public lobbies, people are going to be curious about it. And those achievement hunters, those people that go for, uh, it drives replayability. Yeah. Period. Yeah. It gives you some. It gives you. Uh, I mean, not. I maybe end game is the wrong word, but mm-hmm. it, it gives you something to work for. Yeah. And it makes you get on every day and play the game. I yeah. think that's one of the reasons why Halo 2 was so successful is it yeah. gave people reasons to get on and play the game every Look at day Counter-Strike, get better. Man. Look at Counter-Strike. It's, it's got a, a, a good ranking system that people are proud to say, I am this in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's something that Call of Duty doesn't have, right? For a casual player, I don't have the ability to say, I'm fucking gold or, you know, and people... Have the ability, don't have the ability to go check to make sure that you're not fucking lying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there, there's all this opportunity, and it will come. It will come. It's just that, like anything else, people want to take their time because of whatever reasons, right? We don't know. We don't know. This is a publicly traded company that, yeah. you know, Microsoft is Microsoft, right? For, for Bungie. Like, we don't fucking know the true economics and mathematics that go behind making a decision not to do something. So yeah. I don't know. I can go on for days on all that. Um, thanks, man. I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'm 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 glad that I reached. I'm glad that I received yesterday. And I'm glad that I received it at the same time that I received the other stuff. That because ju- that's it, truly it, crazy. Because it made me. It made me say, I was like, yo, you know, there's a story that needs to be told here." And Hitch was going to be working on a Halo documentary, um, and then obviously he, you know, blew up, and you know, he's he's doing his thing with TST, which I'm super happy about for him. Uh, but I know that he still wants at one point to do something like that. And I think these conversations will always be like something that people are going to go back to and see how it really was back back when. Yeah. Because imagine if you guys would have done a podcast. Imagine you sat down back then and did a podcast with all the top people in here, right? Imagine a podcast with Ninja from way back when. His thoughts. Imagine a podcast with a with a, you know, Launchbox and Royce. I can I always say Launchbox and Royce. Launchbox and Roy. <laughs> God damn it. I always do that. You know what I mean? Like that that that's something that you know, needed to be told, man. You know, and, and it'd be, it would have been awesome to be able to go back and check and fact check what was happening back then. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's why I like vlogging. That's why I like making these podcasts because at some point or another, 10 years are going to go by as fast as they just did. And we're now sitting here, but in a different place. I mean, there's actually a lot of interviews and stuff that my dad, my dad would conduct all of them mm-hmm. with the players at the land. Yeah. Just where are they? Man, well, some of them are lost to time or lost on the uh, the TLN server. Yeah, because we we sold the site, and I don't know they may be behind a paywall and still on the site, Mm -hmm. or they may just still be on the site. Some of them got ripped and uploaded to YouTube, or some of them are on the Land Network YouTube channel. Yeah, but you could see like there's definitely the video of my dad and my brother imitating DMac and Gandhi. Mm -hmm. That's like one of the. one of the shining moments from land network history um so that's a that's a good one if you were gonna watch anything that and the tln uncut Mm -hmm. um video from bravo that really uh kind of gives you a glimpse into what we were dealing with back then that's super dope man 
All right. Well, thanks, man. Uh, I, I hope that this isn't the last time that you come on. Maybe one day I'll do a, a round table around Halo people, and then you, you guys can come and reminisce again. Because I, 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 I got to tell you, this is probably one of my favorite podcasts I've ever done because I learned so much of it in, in, a, in a time that I think personally is one of the most important times that we've ever you know, it's a pivotal moment in esports history. You know what yeah. I mean? Because without what without what you and your family did for this to prepare people to give them the creation of Twitch, the yeah, to give them the creation of Twitch in a sense, even though I did it, um, <laughs> it was dope, man. It was dope. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you. Anything else? No, thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. If you want to watch my ice cream videos, <laughs> yeah, check, all all, check all this information, out. you should do that. I was just thinking when when you said that uh, I eat and at one a.m. like you should do the the twelve a.m. Uh, the twelve a.m. cooking show on Twitch. You know, people are trying to fall asleep at that time, and there's nothing better to fall asleep to than the sweet scent of freshly baked bread. Oh man, the, the baked tw- bread, the peanut butter smorio bars that I made. It's just so many, so many things, yeah. man. I made pretzels last night at midnight or two nights ago at midnight. Did you really? Yeah. Where'd you learn how to bake? Like, how do you even? I just throw myself at it. Yeah. And I, I'm usually pretty good because I'm pretty, pretty sciencey. I make sure that everything's like very, like all the measurements are correct. correct yeah. And I think if you do that, it's pretty hard to mess up baking because it's, it's a science. Cook, cooking is more of an art form. You're you're a globetrotter too, an adventurer, man. You've gone yeah. places by yourself, right? Two months in Thailand backpacking alone, or two months in Southeast Asia backpacking alone. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember when you first said that you were gonna go do that, and then I blink, and then you're back, and you have like these like your GoPro footage of of everywhere that you. How I, I respect that. I I couldn't do it. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I told my sister in law the same thing. She moved out to L. A by herself not knowing anybody and she did it she just went and and, and lived to tell a story yeah and then she went to spain and did the same thing and lived to tell the story you know what i mean like i don't think that i have that sort of explorative nature in me that would allow me to go and just be somewhere by myself i think that's the whole thing though because it forces you out of your comfort zone it forces you to I've never made more friends more quickly than when I was out on that trip. You talk to people every single day. You're in your hostel. There's new people coming in and out. You're, you know, going on day trips with different people each day. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, you we're doing the same thing today. You mind if I join up? Yeah. And then you just go. It's like walking into a an Xbox Live lobby and just joining I up guess. with people. I just, I mean, the, the, when you said hostel, I'm like, yeah, I want to do it. <laughs> yeah seven nah. bucks a night eight bucks a night sleeping yeah, nah. in a dorm with a bunch of other nah. sweaty travelers not my thing i uh, wouldn't do that yeah there's you know there's better ways to do it but if you really want the the true experience you got to get out there and uh yeah they're safe definitely there's they're very safe i would highly recommend if you're ever to do anything in your life i would recommend that you go solo travel somewhere that is as different as humanly possible from where you are from that so much so life scary. experience that's so scary it's like jumping it's more than jumping into the deep end it's like jumping into just the middle of the ocean yeah jesus dude i i, I couldn't do it like what What do you do so you book your, your trip you book your hostel you get there day one then what then you just got to find i don't like but what, this is my thing okay i'm going somewhere what am i going to do explore okay what am i exploring uh the city okay what part of the city yeah. what am i what what is my end goal here you know what I mean? Because I could go on Google and, and Google Maps and see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like food, I understand. The experience, the smell, like all that, I want to do that. I mean, obviously, I hate the concept of travel. I love traveling, just hate the, that, that concept. But to go explore by myself, 
I don't know if I could, dude. I don't know if I could. Like, who who, who am I going to... It's beyond it, me. It's I wish. Just, you have to submit to the the system of solo travel, I guess. You have to just become... You become the flow. You Where know? do you keep your money? On, on you. Yeah. Tight. Yeah. <laughs> Tight on you. <laughs> like, credit cards? Do they take credit uh, cards? Like like what? Uh, so in, in like Thailand and stuff, you're you're pulling out cash yeah. out of the ATM, like 400 bucks at a time. I would take out no more. Um, and then you, you could either wear like one of those wallets that go mm-hmm. under your shirt mm-hmm. as like a satchel thing, or you could have like an incognito pocket in your backpack or something. Uh, and just, I would do yeah. three things. I would do everything you said. The sock. I would do. I would do sock. I would do insole. Like remove the insole, <laughs> put some cash in there. And I would. I would have just like hundred dollar bills, just like tucked away somewhere. And then, just in case I ever got to it, I'll always have the one in my ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's the one that I pull out the the least. I mean, you better watch that before you you do that. I, I'd be so, I'd be too scared, man. I don't. I, again, I wish I had the adventurous soul that that, that you do. Because even then, I, I was like, man, I wish I could do that. When my sister in law did it, I was like, I wish I, I had, you know, the balls to do that. It's the coolest. I don't thing, think man. you live until you're able to do something like that. Yeah, I mean, I eased into it too. I started with the 2014 League of Legends World Championship, so I flew into South Korea and mm-hmm. watched that in the Olympic Soccer Stadium. That was nuts. Yeah, by yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually took a Tinder date. Okay. I was like, hey, you want to go watch this video game world championship? And she was like, yeah, I guess. I was like, all right, cool. So you bought, did you pay for her ticket? I already had two tickets. Okay. So uh, wait, you got a Tinder date in Korea? In Korea. Okay. So they have Tinder in Korea. Yeah. Yeah. She was uh, teaching English as a second language there. So she was from like Colorado. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. That's cool, man. It was, it made the experience a whole, (laughs) I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say I necessarily regret it, but like, I felt bad bringing somebody that knew nothing about video games to the League of Legends World Championship yeah. and being like, <laughs> I don't even fully, like, nobody can really understand what's going on in a team fight, yeah. I think, except maybe the casters. And I'm like, yeah, okay, this is going to be, like, a really big moment. And then, like, you know, fireworks go off and, and stuff. She's like, what happened? I'm like, oh, you know, somebody something, won $2 million. Dollars. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know that's awesome uh, and man. then i you know puddle jumped from there to to bangkok and and just figured it out really minimal research on what i wanted to do i, I mean the first week i was is like it dangerous like, like no so 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 safe thailand is like one of the safest places you could ever go and it's probably my favorite country in the world um maybe next to the, i like the u.s a lot my, where, where still did might Ace be just favorite. go thailand also. Th- he just went yeah. there but, but he went with a group of people yeah, but it's got everything, man. It's got beautiful, like, five-star beaches. It's got mountains. It's got a giant city. It has, like, rainforests. It has temples. It has everything. Yeah. Amazing, amazing food. Some of the best food that you'll ever have in your life. Best ties right down the street, baby. <laughs> Frisco, Texas. Once, Shout out. Go, go once a week. You know what I mean? Shout <laughs> well, out I mean, to Frisco Square, best tie. Like, dude, just waking up in the morning and, you know, you don't know what is going to happen ever. And you walk down the street and there's like an old woman selling fruit. And I would buy like a whole watermelon, a whole pineapple and a kilo of mangoes. And I would eat that for breakfast and just all that, all of it. Just not a care in the world. Just out in the sun, just with my travel spoon, just spooning watermelon into my mouth and eating pineapple spears like, and then a whole kilo of mangoes. And then I went 
to try to get my paddy certification for scuba diving and puked all of it into the ocean and then got swarmed by fish. They ate all of it and it was gone instantly. And then I got out and didn't finish my paddy certification because I got too scared. Yeah. Dude, Not that's, scuba that's amazing. That's a that's a whole nother podcast for that story, dude. <laughs> Solo travel is the coolest thing, man. You got to Dude, you, you you need a podcast, man. Talk about your vegan cooking and your fucking solo adventures, man. It's I I definitely listen and watch, man. You should. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Eavesdrop Podcast, episode number 60. That is insane. The word number 60, Matt. It was in this very moment, in this very spot that we wrote down the name on the on this board, you, me and my brother. Anyway, thanks, man. Appreciate you. Absolute so much. pleasure. Make sure you grab some of this because I don't know where my hands have been. Yeah, well, I and got the I, I got the antibodies. I don't know about you. Oh, I do. I think so. I think I do. I'm gonna go get tested. I think we're good. Soon. We'll see you guys on the next one. Goodbye. Oh, quick shout out, obviously, to Honey. Make sure that you use Honey if you want to save some money, and make sure that you wear Turtle Beaches if you want to win some games and listen to my videos. We'll see you next time.